0: The last word with Matt Cooper. We will have Nolene Blackwell, Chief Executive of the Dublin Brave Crisis Centre with us in a moment. But I want to start with Nick Ferrari, presenter Nick Ferrari at breakfast on LBC Radio in the UK. And Nick, yes, Russell Brand is denying the allegations made against him. Deeply, deeply shocking allegations. But did they actually come as a surprise to anyone?
1: Even to you? No, not if you read some of the newspapers. Three newspapers have done deep background pieces. Two of them, The Guardian and The Daily Telegraph, said that they'd even done investigations, but they could actually, never actually make the story stick. So what do we have now? Four women making sexual abuse allegations up to and including rape against the movie and TV star and comedian Russell Brand between 2006 and 2013, as your newsreader just said rightly, it is part of an investigation by The Times- the Sunday Times and Channel 4. Interestingly, as you also just heard on your news bulletin, within the last 45 minutes or so, that has taken a different turn in that the Metropolitan Police have confirmed they have an allegation of sexual assault against Brand dating back to 2003. Now, let's just put it in now, all the allegations so far put to Russell Brand, he denies, and he's indeed he's put out a video ahead of the TV show going to air uh, on Saturday night. So this is prior. The main investigation zone is 2006-2013, to 2013. This allegation, within the last 45 minutes or so, goes back to 2003. Meanwhile, not just the Met, the BBC and Channel 4, where he was a highly paid and high-profile performer, they are now launching their separate investigations. Perhaps most troubling in a deeply distressing story is the suggestion from one of the victims that the BBC actually used its car service to ferry her at the age of 16 to ferry the girl from her school to Russell's Brown's house on a number of occasions.
0: Indeed. The 2003 allegation which has surfaced in the last hour that we've been aware of, had that been made prior to the broadcast of the TV show or afterwards, or do we know?
1: Uh, we do know, and it's in a sense it's brought it out. The television expose has brought this out. This allegation has just been, has just been reported and has been made recently. Uh, it dates back, in fact, were, the allegation dates back to, yes, uh, to this today. I'm just reading the copy now in front of me. And the Metron police have confirmed that they are in contact with the woman and will be providing her with support and assault which was alleged to have taken place in Soho, in central London, in 2003. Um, this report was made to the Met on the 17th of September. So that is the day after broadcast uh, and the day of the Sunday Times publication. So that effectively, I would suggest, the investigation by the media has brought this out.
0: The reason I asked you whether this was a surprise or not is that Russell Brand almost advertised his predatory nature in relation to women on television, on stage, wherever he got the opportunity. And yet he was almost indulged in that by the British media. Why so?
1: I'm going to turn now to the words of Lorraine Hegesy, who's a far more experienced broadcast executive than I ever was. You might have seen her on the programme. She was the controller of BBC One, and she says he, Brand, went from being a heroin addict live on air on MTV, a sex addict live on air on E4, to a Predator live on air on Radio 6 and Radio 2. He kept progressing, nothing held him back, so he thought he could do whatever he wanted do we have and i'm not saying the crimes are on the same level i'll just say that again they're not on the same level do we have shades of the sort of star power that people such as jimmy Sav- savile have shown in the past that they hide in plain sight that they are too big to be controlled that they are talent beyond control and indeed lorraine haggers also said he needed a far stronger producer for alongside him because he made and i won't repeat it and i assure you the most extraordinarily inappropriate comments about his female newsreader and what he liked to do while she was reading the news.
0: And why was nothing done at the time?
1: That you'd have to ask the controller of Radio 2. I think they'll probably be asking that now. It is reported that the controller, Leslie Douglas, now, Leslie Douglas, there's been no comment. It is reported that she was totally in awe of him, that this is a fact, he was good for ratings, but that doesn't mean you can exos- uh, operate effectively in your own area without any jurisdiction but that is what would appear would appear to have been allowed to happen i say again if the girl at 16 at the time is having a the limousine there they have from her school gates to russell brand's house so again it is it is absolutely inexplicable you also have video of him taking his trousers down he is wearing small white underpants taking his trousers down while he's hosting a channel four program and him apparently saying to runners and junior research or female runners and junior researchers when they came to bring him drinks uh, that he would suggest they perform a sexual act on him.
0: And, of course, he was sacked by the BBC in 2008. Remind us of what he and Jonathan Ross did, which led to him being sacked.
1: Well, this is where it went totally over the line. This is where they're appearing on his radio show and they put a phone call into Andrew Sachs. Just to remind your listeners now, he played Manuel in the hugely successful Fawlty Towers series And I'll choose my words carefully uh, because the F word is actually used in the tape, but I won't say that. Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand giggle uh, as they both tell Andrew Sachs on an answer phone message. So Mr. Sachs isn't even taking the call live on an answer phone message that Russell Brand has slept with his granddaughter. Matt, they used a different word.
0: Yes, and they thought that this was funny.
1: Hilariously funny. Roaring with laughter in the background. The BBC handled it appallingly and it took a long while for them to get out of that.
0: It's been extraordinary how he's managed to reinvent himself on a number of occasions, heading off to Hollywood, then becoming a political commentator, now becoming a sort of a YouTube sensation, which leads one listener to text into me Russell Brandt went against the establishment. Now they're trying to take him down. He's anti war and anti big pharma. That's a big no no for the elites. Is this going to be a widespread defence of Russell Brand, as if this is all made up, or as if he is somehow the victim of some conspiracy?
1: I hear what your listener says. I would respectfully point him or her to the support that he's getting at the moment, most of which seems to centre on Andrew Tate. If that is the sort of person you count as a supporter, whereas others who work with him, his, his agency have let him go, Matt, his talent agency. One of his book publishers has let him go. There are former stars who are distancing him. His former sister-in-law has also distanced us. I would argue that rational people, this is not a mainstream media conspiracy. That is palpably ridiculous. This is four young women, well, yes, still young, yes, four young women who've come forward claiming attacks. Now, several women sense that. It is believed to be somewhere in the region of seven or eight. This is not a conspiracy. This is a reality as the women see it, which, of course, Mr. Bram denies.
0: Thank you very much for being with us, Nick Ferrari of Centre, Nick Ferrari of Breakfast on ABC Radio, Nolien Blackwell, is well as Chief Executive of the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. And, Nolene, I'd imagine that a lot of this is very distressing for people to listen to. The TV programme, which we'll be discussing later on, was an exceptionally distressing watch as well. It uh, showed some absolutely abhorrent behaviour in his professional life, And then we have all these allegations of what went on in his personal life as well allegations of rape, allegations of sexual assault, and of coercive control. Uh, How difficult would it be, do you think, for a lot of people listening to this who may have gone through similar experiences in their own lives?
2: I think it is. Inevitably, it is what you know. You could call triggering. It is something that reminds people of the pain and the hurt that they endured themselves, and that can be really, really hard for people. That's one side of it, Matt. The other side of it is that the exposure of the um, of the issues, the the accounts of the the women, um, the depth of the investigation in this case can can also be helpful to this extent, that it can tell people that they are not alone, that they're not isolated, that they're not, as Nick said, too big to control, that there is indeed a way in which people sometimes keep things to themselves because they blame themselves, they say that uh, nobody will believe them, uh, and they don't say things. Whereas when somebody's really When allegations are made like this, it can remind people that most of society does not accept this kind of behaviour and that it is okay to disclose your own pain, the harm that has happened to you, either to just get help for yourself if that's what you want, and also to get justice for yourself or to stop um, somebody repeating behaviour. In this case, of course, we know that Russell Brand is saying, that all of the all of what he did uh, was entirely consensual, and so therefore that will all have to play its way out. But undoubtedly, this kind of um, ex, uh, this kind of a, a, an an exposure story, this kind of an investigative story, does remind some people, does remind them of the pain, and helps some other people to say, it's not just me, I'm not alone. That is not okay behaviour, and I will deal with it. And that's why one of the messages. I'd really want to get across is to anyone, just for their own sake or if they want to take anything further, there's a national twenty-four hour helpline at one eight hundred seventy-seven eighty eight eighty eight. It it is dealing with sexual violence. That's what it's there for. And we really would urge people to to use that in order to, you know, if things are brought back to them, if they need just to settle, if they need a little bit of support. That's what it's there for, and it's also there for those who say, "Right now, I know this absolutely. This behaviour is not good enough. Nobody is too powerful. Nobody is too big, uh, and I will make my I will make my case for my own sake and for the sake of others."
0: Nolene Backwell, Chief Executive of the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. Thank you. The Last Word with
1: Matt Cooper, weekdays
2: from 4:30.